Hello and welcome to the Too Long Just Listen podcast. This podcast is all about where I talk about one topic that has, well, I've talked about on my website. The articles in question are always going to be able to be found at alexwan.co.uk. But the idea of this podcast is so that you can just listen to my thoughts about the topic, get a quick overview of the topic, and then we go far more in depth than I actually went in. Now, please do understand that my podcast is going to be very much more of a kind of chill fun look at the actual overall talk of each week's article, um, whereas obviously the article itself, um, I'll be looking at far more in depth. So the article in question for this week, the first week of the podcast, I'm going to give you a quick overview of what it is, uh, my conclusion, and then you can listen to me talk far more and ramble. Um, please understand that most episodes will probably be about 15 to 20 minutes long. This is the first episode, so I'm just still trying to work everything out, but... Uh, yeah, so I tried to speedrun. So, quick overview, I have been watching speedrunning since at least 2010, I think. Maybe 2009. I mean, I've been around speedrunning for years and years and years and years, but I kind of started watching it on Twitch back in 2012, but I'd known about it for a few years before that. It's kind of interesting, right? So... My experience with speedrunning was first I came across this, well, one of my friends actually came across a YouTube series on YouTube called Resident Evil Challenges, uh, run by a British guy called Noogie. Um, he and his friends basically were playing Resident Evil um, as fast as they could, and they basically gave themselves challenges to complete a game, uh, a bunch of games with certain restrictions in a 24-hour period. Um, they've done this for years and years and years, and they don't do it anywhere near as often, but it's still something I very much enjoy looking back on because it's the old days of YouTube. Um, years later, I was watching the grand days of Twitch, so I was on there during 2012 and 2013 with Cosmo Wright, now Narcissa Wright, uh, and Siglimic, putting in the huge numbers and kind of really showing the early days of what live streaming was and could be, and rather what it's become now, the numbers there are now actually abnormal. Uh, we then go on to the fact that, um, outside of playing games with some of my friends, uh, I've really enjoyed speedrunning, um, and I found that I wanted to actually decide to put this into action. I wanted to actually try and learn to speedrun. Uh, and I found that people suggested doing one of two things. Uh, that was learn to speedrun a game you love, or pick a game that has a lot of resources. So, I decided to pick up a game that I enjoyed playing when I was a kid, um, and I knew I actually had a lot of resources because... It had been ran by Siglimic, who had given a lot of information to the community in general. Uh, and that was Super Mario 64. Um, and I decided to learn the 16-style speedrun, uh, mainly because it's a quick speedrun. It doesn't take you very long to actually learn, um, but it has a lot of depth to it. And it's just a really easy um, really easy run to learn. Uh, and, it, and ultimately, a run can take you less than an hour for a complete run uh, when learning, especially though it can take you can get it down a lot quicker, which means you get more runs in and you feel more accomplished, blah, 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 blah. So my original idea was I wanted to do 100 attempts. Now, I was originally going to do this all for an article or a YouTube video or something. Um, and I thought it, if I cut my time down, it would take me around 50 to 60 hours. I say in the article about 50 hours. That's about right. Um, I thought it would take me several time to actually learn it, I'd improve, and then I'd have something to reflect on. Um, ultimately, I didn't get there. I, I didn't get anywhere near that. Um, I think I got to about 20 runs off the top of my head, I don't really know. Uh, but speedrunning's hard, and it requires a lot of dedication. 
but let's let's get into more of the note part right before we get into the nitty-gritty of everything um so looking at it i decided to look at emulators um and i basically downloaded an emulator basically understood that okay this is the game i have so i'm just going to basically play what i have um basically everything working then once i got all the kind of gear working um i started watching a few of the world records and the world records uh well they were far lower than i thought they were um at the time of writing it's actually now like 50 minutes i think it was like just under 60 minutes when i first started running but i i might be totally wrong um it might have been like just under just under 50 uh yeah just under 60 minutes but i i really don't know uh Thing is, there's loads of guides, so I was able to kind of work a route over the next several days. I kept kind of just enjoying, slowly getting the tricks down, just practicing and occasionally doing a few attempts. Um, something I really did struggle, though, with was, like, killing Bowser. So I came to quickly learn that it's actually done on a frame thing. Uh, basically, you have, like, a 5-frame or 10-frame, 15-frame interval where you have to release him. If you don't, you'll miss the bomb. Basically, you have to throw Bowser onto a bomb. You go in by the tail, swing around, and throw him. Uh, if you don't, you have to redo it again, uh, just waste more time, obviously, in a speedrun, you want to get everything done in faster amount of time. Um, blah, 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 I kept trying to learn, uh, game was really hard, uh, but what it did kind of let me do and appreciate was speedrunning in general. Uh, so, conclusion was, speedrunning's hard, uh, it's a lot harder to just pick up a game, play it for a few hours, and uh, do it, and then just get good at it. Yeah, it requires a lot of work, uh, but what it has allowed me to do is really appreciate kind of a lot of the content and videos I watch. Uh, so I watch a lot of stuff by Something Sold and R White Goose. Uh, there are countless other uh, content creators I can list, and I probably will list in when I go more in depth and ramble. Um, but basically, it made me appreciate a lot of the videos about speedrunning and speedruns themselves, and when I watch someone speedrun what they've actually done in the background, when when they are actually getting some insane time, like, what that actually means for them to put in. Um, I don't know if I'll ever really get into speedrunning or the level to ever get to world records. I mean, I still like the idea, but I, I really don't know. But who knows where I'll be in a few years. Potentially, one game will come out, I'll really love it, and then before I know it, I'm starting to speedrun it. Now, <clears throat> that's kind of my sh quick overview of the article. Um... It's not a super long article. It's about 1,600 words. Very detailed to the point. I actually really think it was a good article I wrote for as a first article. Um, but, alright. So, speedrunning... Speedrunning... Oh, speedrunning is just, like, one of the sickest things I think I've ever had the pleasure of coming into having to experience. Um, speedrunning is just... I watch games whenever I whenever I see a brand new game comes out or whenever I talk to people about a game I go oh my god what's a speedrun it's one of the first things that comes into my head I just go oh wow someone someone's at a game oh my god what's the what's the speedrun world record oh my god what what do you know this information I don't know why I just love learning I think the strategies behind it because a speedrun not only shows you the ability on how quickly someone can beat the game, but it actually allows you to understand that a game can be beaten, but then exploited, right? So the creators of a game put in restrictions. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Uh, these, are the, these are the rules, right? They create the rules, whether that's game boundaries, uh, what the characters can do, 
um, speed running, like potential running limits to car speed limits to, to everything else, right? Speedruns basically exploit that. Uh, a lot of the time when you look at any, any percent run, um, they just use glitches, uh, they use anything and everything in their power outside of direct cheat codes or cheating software or potentially manipulation of a cartridge or whatever um, to achieve the fastest run. And just being able to watch someone pull off tricks um, and just being able to kind of really push a game to its absolute limit is one of the best things in the world to watch. I think one of my favorite things to actually go back and watch is Cosmo Wright's um, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time world record. Um, that is a world record that now has very much been beaten. Um, and it did not stand for a very long period of time, relatively speaking. But what they were able to achieve at that point was just so groundbreaking. It was seamlessly completed. Basically, new tricks had to be discovered. And it was just such an impressive run. And then they went over and narrated everything. And I've watched that back countless times and was just enthralled with it. It was about 30 minutes with the commentary where I just was so glued to the screen every single time I watched it and that's what I found that a lot of videos like Summoning Salt where he goes the history of a game speedrun just so intriguing or when our white goose decides to give um an overview of one level in GoldenEye speedrunning and how one trick basically changed everything I don't know anything about this game frankly I played GoldenEye casually I basically learned the game to a very casual level most of my mates can beat me in a 1v1 honestly because a few of my mates for some reason decide to get really good at games i don't know if anyone else is like that but my, my friends get re try to get really good at games and it's frustrating as fuck because it's like man i've got to put in so much more time because one few of my friends are naturally just very good at a lot of the games they play right but i but man they're all they're not only really good at games naturally but they're also, they also spend a fuckload of time trying to learn a game. Meaning that obviously, oh man, they just get really good. And when they get really good at a game, it gets really hard. So a game like GoldenEye was a game that I played a lot as a kid, but then my mates would just beat the living shit out of me on. But then I learned about speedrunning, and speedrunning kind of taught me that there were tricks and tips and other things you could do, and I would use weird control schemes, and sometimes I'd have the better of them. Sometimes they were just better than me, and it didn't matter what I did. But that's beside the point, right? So... Me and my friends, we had been doing these challenges, and this was where we would basically just be boys, in a way. I hate to use that term, but we would just be kids, and we would just sit down and play video games with each other for 24 hours, and that was that was all we did. We would we weren't playing the games together. I want to be I want that to be clear. We were sitting in a room, or maybe we would have to live be in one or two different rooms. Um, because we'd have to move halfway during the day or whatever. And we would play different games on different TVs, um, across that 24-hour period. And that is some of my fondest memories in gaming. Because we were all trying to complete as many games as possible in this frame of time of 24 hours. Um, and we were just seeing what we could do. And it was, it's just... I can't kind of explain that, but it's kind of those, it's these moments and it's something I can look back on. I haven't done one of these for, I would argue almost nine years now. I think nine, 10 years, because we basically stopped doing them not long after we had gone into college. 
So I think nine years might have been the cutoff point, nine, eight years ago. Um, but it was honestly some of the most, it, things I'm never going to forget. These are experiences I'm never going to forget. And thank, and this is something that speedrunning is tied to because we started doing this because someone on YouTube had been producing videos of him and himself, uh, him, himself and his friend, basically them trying to complete games as fast as they can. They were playing to just do Resident Evil. We were doing our own games but that we wanted to do. But that was the fun. That's what we enjoyed doing. And that's what speedrunning... I think that's why speedrunning is always just going to kind of have a very important place in my heart. Especially in regards to gaming. Just because it's so connected to my teenage years of playing video games. Um, that's why I love it. And that's why I probably got very into watching speedrunners on Twitch. Um, and I count the golden days or the golden age or the early days of Twitch. I count it as the golden age of Twitch, arguably, because that's when that's when Twitch started really becoming far more of a thing. I mean, some of the first true subs um, or big followings on Twitch, rather, were in the speedrunning category because of Cosmo, um, because of Siglemic and several others, basically pulling these huge numbers in. They were the pioneers of a platform. And arguably kind of set the tone for what it was. And because that's speedrunning, it just kind of... I don't know, it, it's just a special thing for me to think about. So, as I've said, we played games for like 24 hours. And I decided, you know what? I wanted to learn this. Now, uh, the original idea, as I stated, was I wanted to do 100 attempts. That doesn't sound very difficult, does it? Now, 100 attempts, obviously, each time you attempt to play a game or each attempts of a run does not mean you are actually doing you are going to play the game a hundred times from the beginning to end in the back of my head i probably thought i was going to just because oh uh, what it's more practice you know but just because a hundred attempts does not actually mean you are going to actually play the game from start to finish a hundred times it means you might you might really mess up halfway through the game and you're just like nope this isn't this is a dead run there's no point in me continuing you know um, and that was definitely something I thought was going to be. Uh, that's why I think about 50 hours was probably a pretty half-decent estimate, right? Because assuming that uh, not everyone's going to go for it, um, and it would also mean around 10 hours or so of practicing. So I think 40 hours, I think I was saying 40 hours of it was going to be um, actually gameplay and 10 hours was practice or maybe 60 hours. I really can't remember. It, it's been a long time since I did this. I actually was planning to do this all back in Christmas time, I think, November, December time, maybe January time. I can't remember of 2017, 2018. Uh, long time ago, basically. Long, long, long time ago. Um, but yeah. I, expect, I picked, basically, the reason I picked Super Mario 64 um, was because I knew that it was going to be an easy category to learn. 16 stars, 16 stars was basically a category that also abused glitches, but the glitches weren't super hard, uh, relatively speaking, compared to a lot of other games. So I was kind of setting myself up for one. It's a cool run because it's got glitches, and I think glitches are cool, and I think glitches are very much a part of speedrunning, especially when it comes to category-specific speedruns. Um, and I thought, you know what? It's got a lot of information out there. There's, It's a very much a, an alive uh, category and group, so I thought, you know what? This will be a fun thing to learn. So 
looking over my notes, um, obviously I set up uh, the emulator. I then set up uh, a splitting tool, which allowed me to kind of record my splits. Um, this is something that you see almost every speedrunner have. I think it's called life split. Um, and this is just so you can easily track where you're gaining and losing time. Very straightforward thing. Um, I then went on to YouTube and speedrun live to kind of learn what the world record was. At the time of doing this podcast, I think it's 15 minutes and 35 seconds by shyness. But I might be wrong. That might have changed. I don't know. Who really knows? It's it's just interesting, right? But I got to see how the glitches work and how seamlessly they were able to pull off these glitches. Uh, whereas mm, I was nowhere near doing anything like that, relatively speaking. But, I mean, it was still good to see this, you know? Uh, but then I also got to watch uh, loads of guides, loads of basic tricks. There's loads of different routes you can take, basically. I spent probably hours literally just trying to understand the route I was going to take and the glitches than anything else, right? Once I got the idea down, I then started actually doing a few attempts over the next few days. And then that was the idea, right? I wasn't going to basically try and burn myself out. Um, I was going to try and figure out what the best idea was and the best route for me to go through. Um, and that's what I did. Now, I knew I had a few things I needed to practice on. Um, the, first, the two biggest problems and the biggest causes me for losing time were, as I said, uh, in the short version was Bowser. Uh, my Bowser throws were bad. And that just comes with practice. Literally, you are going to just figure out when you can throw him, figure out when you can't throw him, and getting up to full momentum is a trick in and of itself. So you're basically trying to do like four different things all at once. It's, it's fucking insane. Now, the other thing that was causing me problems is Mips. So he's the little yellow rabbit uh, that you have to catch. Now, he does give you a star. You're not interested in the star, right? What you use is Mips basically lets you do a clip through a door and then a clip through another door. And you have to grab Mips when you do the other clip. It, it's not... It, it sounds difficult. It's not actually that difficult. But the problem is, it's something that you have to practice. And for whatever reason, while I was doing this, it just... I couldn't get it. It didn't click. I did it for several hours and I just couldn't figure it out i was slowly getting better at it but it was oh oh it was just hard it's just a hard thing to do and i just couldn't get it really down as much as i would like to have got it done it's probably something in the grand scale of things i probably should have just accepted and think about it that that is just that so with this in mind uh, i eventually was able to get my time to just over 30 minutes which is far away from the record but I had only done about 20 attempts, so I was pretty pleased with myself. So I think my first run that I did, I actually timed, was about 50 or maybe one hour, 50 minutes, one hour. Um, but getting down to 30 minutes, I was actually pretty happy. I was very much moving it all the time. And I was able to kind of keep up with everything. Um which was important to me because I felt like there was actually progression being made. Um, and being able to see those gold splits um, when I was actually knowing I was losing time. Because sometimes I would have a run and I suddenly would lose like five minutes off a run. And I'm just like, oh, I lost five minutes, five minutes because I was able to get MIPS done slightly quicker than normal. And I basically got a Bowser throw done more effectively. And that was literally how it went. Which is kind of just funny and sad at the same time. Um, but obviously the reflection I got was 
Man, fucking speedrunning's hard. I don't know if anyone else is about that, but speedrunning is not an easy thing to actually do. Um, it's something that is very deep and shows a very different kind of problem-solving part of your brain. Um, a lot of it is muscle memory because you have to do the same thing over and over and over. And literally, that is that is what you do. And you'll very much have to be able to kind of muscle memory and then learn how to do something and then maybe do it slightly different and then you have to basically force that to be in it so incredibly adaptive incredibly it's just speedrunning as a whole is an art form of gaming and is incredibly skill intensive that almost gets overlooked in my opinion and i think it is important that anyone that wants to kind of appreciate gaming from a very generalized sense right from uh, a pro, quote, gamer being like a League of Legends pro, Dota, Counter-Strike, uh, StarCraft, basically Overwatch, and, and any of these games which has a huge pro scene, right? Um, and then kind of understand what it means for a YouTuber and like when they do Let's Plays to just kind of understanding where the gaming industry is from your quick shotters from back in the day and everything. I think they need to, one, watch what speedrunning is, how mundane the task is, actually, and then do it themselves. Because, frankly, my appreciation for video games in general, um, and then actually what it means to be a speedrunner, because speedrunning in general is just taking a game and just seeing how far you can break it. More than any other type of game, right? We've seen people do exploits in... Counter-Strike, where they did the crouching uh, on each other's strategy to basically destroy. I can't remember the team that did that, but basically we have seen basically teams use compositions and exploits or maybe manipulating a game's engine to kind of give them an advantage, which was then very much kind of patched out, right? Speedrunning takes this idea in a single-player way, because obviously you only speedrun on your own, most of the time, obviously. Rarely do you do it in a multiplayer facet. Almost every speedrun is done in a single player aspect. And then you're just pushing it to its utmost limit. You're seeing how far this game engine has been pushed. And then you're seeing if you can make it go further. Can you force a glitch here? Can Oh, can I maze potentially make my player go out of bounds? Okay, can I potentially force the run speed to be faster? Oh, can I basically have force myself to death jump? Spirit jump? Like... There are so many things from watching Dark Souls speedruns to Super Mario Kart speedruns to... to uh, honestly, if you watch something like a speedrun, find your favorite game, right? There is a good chance your game has been broken. Assuming that it's not a linear timeline. And uh, there's certain games that just don't fall very well into this sort of thing. So games like uh, Shimigami Tensen series comes to mind. These are games which still take you infinite hours. They have been cut down significantly from the average playtime from like 20, 30, 40 hours to potentially like less than 10, which is insane for the average person. But no one really wants to watch a 10 hour speedrun. I, I love watching speedruns, but I don't want to watch a 10 hour speedrun. However, it's still insane to think that a game's mechanics has been pushed so far. And there's constantly more and more updates coming because people go into data. You there is There is no limit. Watching the, like, Super Mario Thousand, uh, Super Paper Mario Thousand Year Door 
speedrun and then like kind of the history behind the speedrun it's insane the kind of tricks that these people have found and kind of gone into the depth of they've gone into game engine data mining for like the level like this is the kind of stuff that people normally do to try and find out about like information on like world of warcraft like new items coming in and then you have like a very small community that do speedruns that are doing the exact same on a religious level, trying to find every little bit of information and how everything was. How do you think wrong warping was found out in The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time? Like, it's it's insane to the level that people and like these communities go to. Um, and that's what I really gained my appreciation for. Knowing how it works, knowing that people are doing this is one thing, right? But being able to go to the next step and kind of appreciate it is the next thing, right? <sighs> so, I think uh, I'm going to end that here. Um, I've still got to work out a few things on how I'm going to do the introduction, probably music and everything else. Um, any and all feedback is uh, greatly appreciated, especially on these first few episodes where I'm trying to dip my toes, one, back into podcasting, and two, kind of in my articles. Any feedback on my article writing, any feedback on the podcast, everything is greatly appreciated. By all means, send me over an email. Uh, you can find that on the uh, website, but my email is going to be mars1business at gmail.com or just click the links on the website or in the description if you are listening to this on your mobile. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, I appreciate everything. And if you made it this far, take care. Have a wonderful one. And I'll speak to you very, very soon.